Are you ready? Can crush us. It don't really get no better than this the podcast that you're looking for. If you really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody. Power driving, hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crusher nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. Welcome back to another Can Crushers Wrestling Spotlight. I am your host, Mark the Mark Martinez, and it is referee day again here on the Spotlight. And I'm excited to have another referee come on. I like hearing these stories, too, about how they got into the business of being a referee. And I want to know how long their 10 count is and a bunch of other random stuff. But the big question I'm going to have for my guest this week is why do all referees names have to start with R? The last two I've had come on was Ref Robin and Ref Ryan. Uh, Robin's in Oklahoma. Ref Ryan was in Indiana. Now we're going to have Ref Ryan as well. A different Ref Ryan coming on from Oklahoma as well. So I, I think there's something going on with the R's in the business uh, of refereeing. We have to find that out. That's going to be probably... One of the top questions we have, along with a litany of other ones. Yes, that's a big word for can crushers. Litany is the word of the day, folks. Guys, you know where you can find us. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google, Ask Alexa, all that cool stuff. And you'll get Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. You'll get all these sweet spotlights. Check out our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of it is at CanCrusher69. And don't forget to check out our new merch that is linked everywhere. What a Maneuver and so many other places that you can get some sweet merch from us. All of it is at our website, which is cancrusher69.wixsite.com backslash cancrusher. So check us out there. And don't forget that we are partnered with the crazy guys at Collar and Elbow. So make sure you check them out at collarandelbowwrestling.com. For all the cool hats, hoodies, tees, and, you know, it's like I just ran in from um, being a garbage man. I did. I literally just ran in from being a garbage man, guys. But they have all the cool things, hats, hoodies, tees, all that great stuff. Use the promo code CANCRUSHERS. You'll save 10% when you check out Collar and Elbow. All right. We're getting referee Ryan Martin on the line after you hear from Al Snow. And then uh, let's dive into his craziness in the wrestling business. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. 
I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Welcome back to Can Crush Your Spotlight. I told you in the opening of this that I have so many questions for my guest this week. He is referee Ryan Martin. But the first thing I need to know, Ryan, is why, first and foremost, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on. It's an honor to be on. It's, it, you guys in Oklahoma make my heart pitter-patter every time you come in. You're so sweet. You're so uh, – I guess I'm calling a guy sweet, so that's essentially you know where my heart is. Uh, it's so cool that, you know, I have to preference you guys. you got to be a little bit mean on the podcast. You have to stop calling me sir. Hate me sometimes, and you guys are just so nice. You, you just, Whatever I say goes over the top of your head, so it's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> no problem, dude. I got you. My my first question is, what the hell is wrong with referees? Why do they all have to start with R? Uh, I had Ref Robin on. I essentially had another Ryan, the referee from Indiana, come on. And now you. Uh, is there something in the referee manual that you have to have a first name that starts with the letter R? You know, not that I'm aware of, but I tell you what, I think we're just all a great group of people that start with R's. I think we're just a special kind and we're all cut out for it. So it just kind of falls hand in hand. You guys are a special kind. Uh, essentially, Ryan is a referee at Majestic Championship Wrestling, NCWO, and Tornado Wrestling Alliance. So you're doing some traveling, aren't you? Yeah, I'm getting around a little bit, getting around the state, and hopefully uh, getting out of the state here pretty soon. We'd love to see you get out of the state. Got some connections that uh, I can probably help you out with. Hopefully you want to travel to Pittsburgh for one. Absolutely. Yeah, that's my go-to area. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, why is it your go-to area? Are well, you, you know, you I have a, a lot of fan? family. Are you a Steelers fan? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, big. I like Big Ben. Oh, yeah. Love the Steelers. Now, um, you like I, him now that actually, he's retired, right? Uh, no, that shows how <laughs> that much I joke. know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. You have family. You have family uh, in Pittsburgh. Oh, no, yeah. I, just, I got a lot of family in the Pittsburgh area, so I have uh, always go back there frequently for visits and stuff, and... I always enjoy the the downtown. It's a beautiful, beautiful downtown, and um, it's just a fun, great place to be. Great atmosphere, and um, yeah, I just like going up there and seeing my family and doing doing some history tours and all that stuff. Do you stop at Permani Brothers every time you stop in Pittsburgh? Do I what? Stop at Permani Brothers every time? No, I haven't heard of that. Tell me about it. Oh my God, you have not heard of Permani Brothers? This is going to be a, a freaking awesome sell for me now that I can talk about Permani Brothers. They, they have like the a cheesesteak that they throw the coleslaw on it, but it's also on like Italian bread comparative to like a, a hoagie roll or whatever you guys, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's, okay. it's amazing. It's amazing. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to try that. You need to search, search it up first. It, it looks a little bit rougher than it tastes because it's, are you a coleslaw fan? First and foremost, you know what? I'm a pretty picky eater. I eat like a child. I don't like a lot of things. All right. Don't go to Permani Brothers then. <laughs> Do not go to Permani Because everything's just made on this big grill and everything's just slathered together. And it's great at like 2 o'clock in the morning after you leave a bar. I'll put oh, it that way. Perfect. Yeah. 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 At Pizza, Pizza Waffle House. I don't know about that. When I was in Kentucky, <laughs> when I was in Kentucky after an OVW event, me and a couple of guys went to a Waffle House late, and you leave Waffle House with a heart attack. I, I will tell you that. The, the amount of grease that's on everything, but it's good. That's true. That's so true. 
But you're you you just said that you're a picky eater. Are you a healthy eater or just a child eater? Like um, not a child eater. Walmart. That sounded horrible. You know, <laughs> I would say a little bit of both. Um, probably more leaning toward the child kind of eater. Um, but I I sure love salads. I love I love uh, grilled chicken salads. Okay. So I eat lots and lots of salads. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, me and you'd go out and be taking my wife out. That'd be that'd be awesome. So you're cheap, yeah. you're cheap date. <laughs> All right, Ryan, tell me how you fell in love with this crazy business that we call professional wrestling. Was it you know, Uncle Joe, Mom, Dad? Who who said, Ryan, you have to watch this? Well, you know, so funny story. I uh, was probably about, and I don't have any family that was ever wrestling. So I'm the first of my generation to do this. Um but I was actually flipping through the channels one day, probably about six, seven years old, I'd imagine. And I saw John Cena and he was ripping. Um, gosh, for life of me, I don't remember his name, but I see John Cena on there back in his ergonomic days, just ripping this guy. And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And then all of a sudden he comes out and does the You can't see me and hits him with the F you. And I was like, dude, where has this been my whole life? Why am I just now seeing this? Like, oh, my God, I absolutely love it. And um, that's kind of how it got started was just um, accidentally stumbling across it. And then after um, I kind of found that interest for it, me and my dad would start staying up late uh, watching Spike TV when uh, Impact was on Spike. And, you know, we just kind of started watching it together then throughout the nights. And uh, I just fell in love with it, man. It was just something I knew from the start that I wanted to do and be involved in any way I could. So that's so many things that I just popped out of that. You might be the first person on the podcast that said John Cena. I'm not saying I don't love John Cena, but everybody we've had on a little bit older. So it kind of tells you, you, you know, your age that you fell in love with John Cena because every other people were saying, you know, Undertaker, The Rock, HBK, and I know you've went back and you've done your homework and you've done all that. Sure. But for John Cena to be for your first vision, that's that's recent. Uh, you know, yeah, in wrestling you know, I'm history. 26. Yeah. I'm 26 and I was born in 95. That's when I graduated. Thanks for making me feel old. Oh, High school. No. <laughs> High school. You old man. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, about John Cena, and then that you actually essentially turned your dad into a wrestling fan. You don't hear that a lot either because th- they sometimes are like, ah, oh, don't watch that crap, kid. You know, that's my dad, your dad's impersonation, by the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Name. I turned my whole family into a wrestling fan. I kind of, it was kind of forced upon them. They didn't have much of a choice. Were they full fledged? I mean, we're going to skip ahead and then bounce back and forth, but. Were they uh, all in when you said, hey, I'm going to go be a referee? I'm going to get into you know wrestling school and so on? Oh, yeah. They were definitely supportive over it. And um, they they were uh, even more so happy about refereeing than wrestling because, you know, Mommy Bear likes to protect her, protect her son and didn't want me to get hurt and all that stuff. So uh, they were definitely um, excited. But no matter what I chose, they've always been super supportive and um, been behind me no matter what I've, anything that I've done. That's awesome. You should show mom some Tim White stuff uh, from back in the early WWE, late WWF days when, you know, uh, the referee Tim White 
had a drinking problem and committed suicide like 500 times on TV. She might not want you to be a referee after that. <laughs> Sorry, oh, yeah, Mom. Yeah, I'm sure Mom's going to listen. Sorry. <laughs> It's it's a, it's a gig. It's a gig. It's he's really not going to do anything, mom. So yeah, mom. <laughs> yeah, mom. <laughs> so tell me about high school. Uh, big into sports and everything. Is it is the love of sports still from high school? Because we talked a little bit prior to the start of this interview. You also wanted to be a wrestler, but what changed your mind? So there's several questions right there. Go ahead. Sure. So, um, my dad, well, let's go back to my dad for just a second. My dad was a professional baseball player with the Dodgers organization. And also, um, a lot of my uncles were as well. So baseball has kind of been in my blood for many, many, many years since I was uh, old enough to, to hold a bat and walk, um, was kind of raised on baseball. Um, so in high school, um, I played uh, basketball, not basketball, baseball and football and did some track and field and, and powerlifting. Um, but I actually was an Under Armour All-American in baseball and I was an All-State quarterback for my high school as well for football. Um, oh, wow. So I was super into super into sports. Um, I, you know, I kind of wanted to be a baseball player. I was either wanting to be a baseball player or a wrestler is what my two things were always wanting to be. And so I met Rand. I got an opportunity to meet Randy Orton um, at Unforgiven in 05, actually. And um, he said, hey, kid, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, oh, I want to be a wrestler or a baseball player. And he goes, ah, he said, you, you be a baseball player. He said, wrestling's a hard life. And um, I said, really? And he goes, yeah, go be a baseball player. But that doesn't work out, then go be a wrestler. And so um, baseball didn't work out. Um, <clears throat> you know, it could have worked out, but, uh, you know, it just didn't fall on my cards. And so... Uh, wrestling it was so i kind of took his advice on that and i am here today wow uh huge baseball fan as well so we can we can uh take a minute away from wrestling and talk baseball are you still a dodgers fan i know okc has the triple a team for the dodgers there so do you go yeah we do yeah. um yeah die hard man die hard you are and also we have the double a um the, the tulsa tulsa drillers they're right. the double affiliate for for the dodgers as well so i got a lot of dodgers right in my backyard so you've seen some mega stars come through there, I'm sure, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, I, absolutely. I'm a Tigers fan. I, I only hate you right now because you guys are consistently doing so good, and the Tigers are just <laughs> putrid. So, dude, I, I like the Tigers. They got a lot of great history. I've seen the Tigers uh, play a lot, actually, more than any team I've seen um, in games. It seems like every time I go to a Rangers game down in Texas, every weekend that I'm available, they're always playing Detroit. Um, with win. the interleague series, so I've seen a lot of Tigers play, but I tell you what, you know, uh, Pudge Rodriguez and uh, Placido Polanco. I mean, they got yes. some. They've had some hitters, man. They've had some some great players throughout the years. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the one that my dog's named after, this guy named Miggy, is by far my favorite baseball player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cabrera, man. Yeah. He's, he's the man. So, do uh, you have your eye on baseball right now as we take a moment away from wrestling about what the heck's going on? How do, how do you feel, being a, a baseball family, that uh, the lockout's going on? You know, that's, uh, that's a sticky situation right there. I mean, I hate to see it. I hate to see it. But, um, I, uh, you know, that's just hard to get into right there. There's mixed feelings in the lockout, you know. But I haven't seen – I haven't read too much into it, to be honest with you. I know my, my focus has really been on a lot of wrestling lately. Um, 
But I, the only thing I'm aware of is I saw they took away their drug testing ban for steroids. <laughs> yes, we're coming back. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa all again this year, if they play. And, and Mark McGuire was my favorite player as a little kid, as a child. I had the little stand-up cardboard in my, in my room and stuff. I, I absolutely loved Mark McGuire. Um, Sammy Sosa, I mean, yeah, Barry Bonds. I think it's a shame Barry Bonds can't get in. People give me a lot of flack saying, oh, man, he, he was a cheater and he didn't admit it or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, right there. There you go. Eddie Guerrero, perfect example. Uh, I will wave the flag of Barry Bonds and Pete Rose. Uh, you can't have a Hall of Fame without your hits leader or your home run leader. I That's what I'm saying. I don't care. I've said, you know, and my dad says as well, you know, you can't, steroids don't help you hit a curveball. Right. And I had someone on Facebook say, oh, you know, in fact, they can. And I'm like, well, dude, you're a musician. I don't think you've ever played uh, baseball in your life. So just keep your comments to yourself, you know? And I didn't say that, of course, but that's what I was thinking in my head. Cause you just said it now, um, though. Oh, yeah. Well, here it goes. <laughs> if, you're, if you're out there, guy, there you go. So uh, to reverse back a little bit on you, uh, drafted, were you looked at or anything for baseball? Then we'll get back to wrestling. Were you, were you looked at sure. for baseball or anything? Um, yeah, I was looked at a lot. I uh, was actually played on a prospect team out of Dallas, Texas. And I've had uh, yeah tryouts with the Dodgers, actually. What's, what's funny is that Imagine was my that. very first team to, um, to come and scout me. And it wasn't it had nothing to do with my dad or anything. Um, my pitching coach, who um, – was he played for the Los Angeles Angels. And I guess during one of my sessions, one of my um, training sessions with them, he called up the Dodgers area scout out of Texas. His name's Calvin Jones. And uh, all of a sudden I come in for, for training and stuff. And there's this guy sitting there watching me. And after I get done, my coach said, Hey, I want you to come meet this guy. And he goes, Hey, this is Calvin Jones. He's the scout for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I was like, Oh man, what? Wow. And so I was brought to the car. Hey dad, dad, come in here. I go get my dad. My dad looks at this guy. This guy looks at my dad and they said, Dave. And he said, Calvin. And it turns out they ended up knowing each other. Um, they played college baseball together. So really, really funny scenario there. But yeah, I also was looked at by the Chicago White Sox very heavily. Um, did a lot of, um, uh, what do they call them? Uh, it's been so long since I've been in it. Uh, showcases. Did a lot of showcases for the White Sox and also the Milwaukee Brewers. Wow! Congratulations, first and foremost, on that. That that's cool. Uh, Thanks. I, that's something to hang your hat at. And then, you know, whatever, whatever happens, you decide to switch to professional wrestling. Was it always your passion to be a referee? Were you always watching like uh, Earl Hebner and those guys just studying what they were doing right off the bat? Um, not right off the bat, honestly. Not right off the bat. You know, I kind of wanted to be like my hero i kind of wanted to be like john cena um but i'll tell you what when i when i stopped baseball the reason i had stopped baseball was to actually pursue a career in law enforcement that's really what i was wanting to do. i wanted to be an oklahoma state trooper thank and, you for um, that too Th yeah wow. yeah thanks absolutely and um i just wanted to be a hero i know whatever i did in my life i wanted to be a hero i wanted people to look up to me and i wanted to be a leader and be a hero um, so I ended up doing all my training and stuff, got certified for law enforcement. And right at that time, a good friend of mine who was a law enforcement officer, um, uh, that I went to school with for many years and he ended up passing away in the line of duty. And so that really deterred, deterred me away from 
uh, doing law enforcement. And so I started just working for the family business a little bit after that and still still wanted to be a wrestler. Um, but then NCWO came to my town. Um, Mr. Richard Bedford started that organization. And I was like, wow, you know, this is my opportunity. This is my chance to get involved. This is my time I can get in the business. So um, it all happens in God's timing, man. That's my opinion there. And so uh, when I had the opportunity, I just took it and rolled with it. Yeah, uh, I love what you said. It all happens in God's timing. You're right, because I'm one that believes there. He has a book for us written, and we don't right. know we don't know the story, but it's being told every day. Uh, yeah, it, true. So, how do you make that call then? You do, do you meet him at a show and say, "Hey, I want I want in," or do you watch the show and then you know the next couple of days really ponder over it and make the phone call and say? When it comes to training, I want to, I want to get worked over. Yeah. So, um, I actually just gave him a call one day. Luckily I knew who, because he was also a police officer here in our, in McAllister. Um, I have known him for, for some years and he's kind of been, a, my parents have known him a, a little bit as well. And so I actually just called him on the phone one day and I said, Hey, Mr. Bedford, this is, this is Ryan Martin. And, um, I just wanted to let you know, I, I'd love to be a part of NCWO. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, I'll tell you what, we're going to have a tryout and gave me the tryout dates. And, um, I showed up to the tryout and I made the cut and it just kind of started from there. Let's talk about the trial because I've heard uh, through several and I've seen some actually, how long is your tryout day? Did they, did they blow you up? And I know you're a sports star and I mean, Oh that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it completely blew me up. And I'll tell you what, wrestling, uh, <laughs> that ring cardio and stuff is, you can't really compare it to any other sport. It, it doesn't work. It's not like that. Wrestling is a whole other um, type of physical fitness in its own. And I learned that. I definitely had to learn that the hard way. I remember the first, you know, month, two months, uh, he had me throwing up every single training session. Sweet. And I mean, I was gassed, man. He, he definitely whipped me into shape pretty good. What was the hardest thing out of training to get? Running the ropes, the, the learning how to fall, or the psychology? No. Um, honestly, I, never, I didn't have a problem running the ropes. I caught on to that pretty good. But honestly, just, just doing the dance, working together, um, I found that to be every, – because everything I was always taught, you know, was to move your feet like in football. Quick feet, move your feet, quick feet, move your feet. And with wrestling, it, it's not like that. So I had, a, I had to um, – I had happy feet. I really had to work on my happy feet. Yeah, to slow so down. I found that yeah. to kind of be the hardest. You know, moving and working with your opponent was um, something I really ha- challenged me. So did you end up having at least a student match or anything? Or did you just transition after, I, I don't know how long, a couple months saying, you know, I really, I really like the ref aspect? Yeah, so I, I did have a training match, um, probably a couple of training matches. Um but after just getting into it, um, I, I saw that there was a need for referees. And, you know, I'm, I'm a decent-sized guy, but, I, you know, I'm definitely not big enough to be a heavyweight. And I'm not small enough to, to get on there and fly on the ropes like I'd like to. Um, so looking at that aspect, and also I wanted to have career longevity. I wanted to be in this business as long as I could without – um, getting hurt and injured and stuff. So I really just took all those things into account and decided, Hey, I think, I think the referee is going to be, um, where I could be utilized the most in. And is, is there a goal 
after, I, let's just say, I don't want to be mean going to another business, and let's throw them out, AEWWE, anything like that. After you ref so long, is there a goal to open your own, purchase, you know, kind of do like your own school or your own organization, federation? Um, not, not really, not, not so much. I'm, um, yeah, not, not too, not really, not anyway, not anyways right now, you know, maybe in the future that's something I would think about, but definitely right now I, I don't have any desire to do that. Um, if anything, I would just love to, to help my hometown NCWO, um, help those guys, um, take their company further, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. And Guys listening right now, you, you know that we've had several people from NCWO, NCWO on as well, and we need to get them. We need to recognize them. We need. They did a streaming event a couple weeks ago on Facebook Live. Uh, I would love, because just knowing the people that I know now, now you guys are getting to meet Ryan as well. We need to get them on a, on a streaming platform. You have to be able to see what's in Oklahoma, too, because there's talent there. If you missed the live, go to NCWL. It's still on their Facebook page. Watch that. It was awesome. So, you know, love indie wrestling and support these guys because, uh, Ryan, and I, I say this not mean, but sometimes you guys are forgotten out there in the middle of Oklahoma. Oh, definitely. No, you're right. And, you know, there there's a... There's, you know, one or two wrestling companies in Oklahoma that probably give us a bad name. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to deny that at all. Um, I, we are forgotten about. But, um, you know, this new NCWO is a very new company and we're doing things a lot differently than these other places. And um, I just give us a shot, man. Check out what they have to offer. You know, um, I think your, your people's mind would be very, very... Um, drifted to a better place if they if they saw those things you know yeah for real uh the three matches that you guys had on were stupendous great matches uh you, you. you might have known a couple people if, if you go and watch it they were all on the show most of them were on the show so that's a that's a big thing um all right ryan let's take a minute away from wrestling again we've had several minutes away but let's just talk about a day off you know you're not going to the gym you're you're not working you're just going to kind of lounge around what what are your your off days uh you a video gamer books music what's what's up with you because you know we're going to get to that stupid question that robin has freaking embedded in can't crush your mind now yeah, so I actually am a musician too. Uh, I play the drums. I'm a drummer. I, I drum for uh, New Beginnings Church here in McAllister, and I've been in and out of bands, you know, through my time. And um, I, yeah, I, I love to play the drums and, and music. I play some other instruments as well, but drums is kind of my go-to for that. Um, so I love to play some music, but I really just love to love to spend time with my girlfriend. Today's actually her birthday. Happy birthday, Nicole! Oh, happy We've birthday, Nicole. For and you're doing years. a wrestling podcast on her birthday. I hope she beats you. Uh, <laughs> hey, she might. She might just because you said that. You're putting ideas in her head now. Happy birthday, Nicole. Uh, I'm sorry I pulled Ryan away from you today. Oh, man. <laughs> if I would do a wrestling interview on November 30th, my wife's birthday, I but can crushers would be folded. Done. See you later. Not happening. <laughs> I, that's that's an X every year. Okay, Ryan, you're young. I'll give you that. There you go. So uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, so yeah, I just love to spend time with her. We like to watch movies and just honestly just lounge around and chill. You know, we just like to kick it and 
just hang out, do the least amount as possible, really. Um, but every once in a while, you know, we like to go out and um, go explore. We love exploring and going hiking and stuff like that. Netflix and chill. What, what's your go-to uh, movie genre? Uh, we like mystery, like anything psychological thrillers. I'm I'm in there. I'm, I'm in. I'm in with you there. What's your favorite? Um, probably. And I'm ready for this new season to come out. But it's probably Stranger Things. I, I know. I love, I love that one. I do too. I do too. I'm so bummed. It it feels like it was five years ago that the it last does. one was on, it, and we're just all jonesing for it. I know. You're yeah. It, it does feel like it was forever ago. You can thank your counterpart in the ring with you. So tell me about your cereal experience. What's your what's your favorite cereal first and foremost? Okay, uh, Captain Crunch. That's an easy one. Okay, Crunch Berries or just normal Captain Crunch? Um, the mixture, the regular normal Captain Crunch with with the berries. Okay, all right, I can give you that. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Please tell me how you eat your cereal because we've asked. Uh, have you heard the movie The Mass Saint? I have not. Oh, go and watch that. Um. With you being in a you know uh, Christian band for your church and everything, you would really like the tie-in of wrestling and how he's a preacher. Um, oh, awesome! Yeah, uh, we asked him the the guy that the whole movie was about this because we, that's the only thing people on Can Crushers now want to know about is how people eat their cereal. I don't understand this. Like, I forgot to ask somebody a couple weeks ago, and they're like. Mark, why didn't you ask so and so what their favorite cereal was? I'm like, this is this stupid question is taking a whole other <laughs> realm, and it started from Robin, of God's sake. So, Captain Crunch is your for, is your cereal. Tell me how you eat it now. Well, I will start with the bowl, of course, and I will pour the cereal in okay. first. You're not a sociopath, all right? Exactly, I'm not a sociopath. But the cereal goes first, and then I will pour the milk. And put my spoon in. Now, here's the, here's the catch. You got to let it sit there for a minute. You got to let it sit there for a minute and really soak in so it gets soft. It doesn't, so it doesn't, you know, uh, scrape up the roof of your mouth and stuff. So that's where you got to hit that sweet spot to where it's just nice and not soggy, but not super crunchy either. It's right. right in that sweet spot. I'll give you that with Captain Crunch because that is probably one of the hardest cereals out there besides grape nuts. One of the hardest cereals. So you need that little... 45 seconds to a minute of just engulfing the milk in. Yeah, all right. Yep. But you don't measure anything out either, like Luke Richmond, oh, no. right? Like he's now he's no. beyond sociopath. <laughs> yeah, no, don't measure anything out. Just, uh, yeah, not really. Every every ball's different. Yeah, every right, and that's fine. That's the way life is. Yep. Uh, so you you said a little bit ago that you had kind of like a, an engagement with Randy Orton. Was it just that you ran into him, or did you guys have like backstage passes? Or tell me how you just you didn't run into Randy Orton in the Dunkin' Donuts or anything, did you? Right. No. Yeah. So um, every time um, WWE has come to Tulsa or Oklahoma City, we'd always you know always had had tickets for it. So when on one day my mom got an email saying, "Hey, we'd like to." Uh, offer you um these meet and greets for and it didn't say who it just said meet and greets with superstars and um and there was only about you know i think probably 25 people that were invited to this so um we ended up getting those and um we were sitting back there kind of uh backstage before the before the event and i it's funny is i had a sign with me i made a sign and 
it said spirit fraud for, for the spirit squad. I did hated the spirit squad. I absolutely hated the spirit squad. And so I said spirit fraud is what I had on it. Well, the first kid you not, the first people that walked through the door was the spirit squad. Of course. And so I hurry up and like folded up my sign and like tried to hide it and put it in the trash and get, dispose of it so they didn't see it. And so, because um, I was just terrified. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to kick my butt, you know, as a little kid. I was going, these yeah. guys are going to kill me. So they came in and then right behind them, Randy Orton walked in. And that's when I was like, oh man, this is what, how awesome is this? Um, and so, um, yeah, we uh, just had a minute to talk, sign some autographs, take some pictures and, and stuff like that. And I tell you what though, um, Randy Orton, he, he's probably one of the nicest guys and outside, I mean, nothing to do with wrestling, just talking to him one-on-one. He was the most, um, nicest guy ever, you know, just super, super genuine. Nice. Uh, I hear that about Orton, and I don't know if you have TikTok or Instagram or anything like that. And we'll get to your socials if you do, and I know you do. That's a side joke. Um, Orton is very social media. He really loves when he's at home to have you know wife and kids on and just be a, a, a dad, a husband, a normal guy. And it's it's cool to see that that he doesn't have to pose for the camera. He's just Randy, right? Yeah. Um, all right, a couple other random things, and we'll get back into wrestling. All right, here's your would you rathers, okay? Would you rather have been, and you can't change the outcome of this, okay? So you can't change the outcome of the matches. Would you rather have been Earl Hebner in the Montreal Screwjob, that referee, or the one counting Undertaker's WrestleMania loss? Ooh, ooh. Um, probably I'd rather the, the WrestleMania loss with the Undertaker. Why? That's that, because it, that can almost be, I know he's 21 and one at WrestleMania, but you can sometimes I mean, forget that. You know, I say that because I don't, I don't hear too much of that. I don't ever, not what I hear the Montreal Screwjob way more. I feel oh, like I agree. No, I, agree. I just always hear it more. And so, um, if I'm going to be infamous like that for something not so good, I'm going to do it for what I hear about the least, you know? So, and I hear about the Montreal screw job all, I mean, that's the number one thing I hear of within the, the dark side of the ring and all that. I didn't hear about that with the WrestleMania loss, but I do hear about it with the Montreal screw job. So that's why I say that. All right. I like that little spin that you put on it. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Because you are in the middle of everything during the screw job. You are the most hated person besides. Right. Vince. Yeah. Uh, would you rather take a DDT from Jake the Snake Roberts or John Moxley's Paradigm Shift? Ooh, mom, he, um, mom, he's getting hurt in this one. I'd rather take it from Mox. Rather take the Paradigm from Mox. Okay, just because Jake the Snake's Jake the Snake, man. You don't want to mess with Jake the Snake, right? The, people have kicked out of the Paradigm nowadays. Nobody kicked out of Jake the Snakes. It was done. There you he, go. See you later. Um. Would you rather have a glass of wine with Carmella because she has her Capocagna wine, or would you rather have a beer with Stone Cold and his Steve Weisers? Oh, that's easy. Stone Cold. I'd rather have a beer with Stone Cold. One, because I don't like wine. And uh, dang, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, who wouldn't? Come on. Right. I- I'm trying to put different spins on that all the time. I was asking also, would you rather have a drink, uh, a beer with Stone Cold or Hangman? <sighs> I love Hangman Page, but nobody's going to pick him over Stone. I think I just need to get rid of Stone Cold and the Wood Rathers. That's that's it. Yeah, 
it's a that's a no-brainer, I think. Well, for me, in in my opinion, I feel like it's a no-brainer question. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, hey, man, Carmela, I don't want to, I don't want to pass up a drink with Carmela either. I mean, that's that's pretty special. It is pretty special. And if if you're in and about Pittsburgh when you come home, maybe you'll run into her. Ooh, all right, all right. Yeah, I don't know if you're gonna run into Stone Cold in Oklahoma, but I know in no. Pittsburgh you might so run into much. yeah, and Corey Graves as well. Just. I don't want to forget them. Hey, you might run into old man Jim Ross, though. He, he's around. He is. Uh, do you buy his barbecue sauce? Uh, I have in the past. I have in the past. But I am biased to Billy Sims barbecue sauce. Tell me something. See, I am a sweet baby Ray's. I love sweet baby Ray's. Tell me about Billy okay. Sims. Oh, man, Billy Sims. So he's got three different kinds out, and I buy all three of them, and take my turns on which one i i use and sometimes i'll even mix them together they're just that awesome like a garbage um, and i don't mean he's got garbage sauce but if you just put in engulf all of them together and make a different taste yeah i mean it's just my thing i like it okay are, are like you are like. you a big griller smoker and everything because come on i mean that's you guys are kind of like the epicenter for that i would think you know grilling and oh smoking definitely and smoking over smoking over over grilling for sure Really? Oh yes. Oh god, yeah. What's your go-to? Are you do you um, do it personally, or do you just mean buying it? No, uh, me and my dad kind of do it together. My dad's got a Traeger, nice Traeger, and um, it just gets way more tender. It's so tender if you let it sit there and smoke and simmer for a while. Um, it's just way more tender. The meat's always way more tender, and something about the the smoke in it just I don't know, man. It's just uh, it hits the sweet spot for me. Okay. Up here, we, we do the old venison, you know, deer, uh, essentially. Oh, yeah. And uh, we smoke that for six hours at a, at a crack. And uh, when we're smoking stuff, we also uh, partake in adult beverages. Do you guys do that as well? It's usually you know, like a big party. Uh, my dad, he like he likes whiskey. He likes to sip on his real nice whiskey every once in a while. But me personally, I don't like to drink. It's not my thing. Not your, no, um, I respect that. But if I did, I would just have a, a nice Bud Light. Or actually, probably a Bush Light. I think I like that Bush Latte. That's a Bush Latte. You are young. <laughs> you are young because you brought that up. Alright, let's transition back to wrestling. God almighty. Um, let's do it. How long is your 10 count? Because it's not 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. What's the pause uh, in between 1 and 2? Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So good. Slow Mississippi. Like a good, well, I, I was kind of in between two and three because I didn't know how long you were going to go. I kind of started counting. It's, it's like a, a three beat, like pop, 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 three. Yeah. Pop, pop, Yeah. All yeah right. That's where my drums come in, you know? Yeah. So a, a 10 count for you is essentially 20 seconds. I'm rounding. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And do you like a faster count for five? Like, if they're doing something in the corner, do you pick up the pace a little bit there? Because, you know, that's disqualification time. One, two, three. Or is it still that same cadence? Um, It's a little bit faster than that. It's a little bit faster. Um, Not as fast as you just did it. So I would be like, you know, one, two, three, 
four, get back, get back, get back. You're gonna get the five. You're gonna. I'm gonna disqualify you. Five. Ring the bell, ref. Done. All right. I, I like that because everybody kind of has their own cadence and you know and how to do it. Who trained you for refereeing then after you decided? And we actually didn't get into that. And um, after you decided that you weren't gonna continue with wrestling. Yeah, so um, Richard Bedford also helped me with their refereeing as well, um, helped me with what he knew. But also, you know, I've been to, uh, you know, a seminar with Bob and Bob Evans seminar. Yep. Um, and then a lot of just studying tapes on my own. There's lots and lots and lots and lots of studying tapes and um, doing some um, online. I purchased a few online training things like that. And I'm um, just also a lot of self-taught things. Cool. Cool. You don't hear a lot that you're a lot of self self top besides, you know, your your tape training that you essentially do. Who are you watching? Uh early Teddy Long, Tommy Young, the Hebners. Um Aubrey's always great too. I I anytime I can mention Aubrey Edwards, I just love Aubrey. So Yeah. So I love the Hebners. My middle name's Earl also. So really? Um, Holy yeah, shit. Listen, Ryan Earl. All right. So I love Earl Hebner, of course. Um but Charles Robinson's probably one of my favorite favorite refs. Little Nage. Yeah. Uh, why? Why him? Just because he's spontaneous and boisterous, and or what made you go to him? Um, you know, that's a good question, and I probably don't have the best answer for it probably just because that's who i grew up mainly watching in my generation he was the one that was always on tv in you know the early 2000s that's who i saw um and he was just fun to watch he was fun to watch and you know i liked his appearance and stuff and um i just thought he was a good ref and i still do so that's just um he's a great ref i agree yeah yeah that's just uh i don't know that's just kind of who i was always drawn towards so what are your what are some of your goals for 2022? Because you're what a year year and a half in roughly. Yeah, right out of year, about a year. Yeah, okay. I mean, you're um, you're so not taking goals, over the world yet. We what is we, it? You're not taking over the world yet. I, I mean, not just yet. We're, not we're, just yet. We I'm understand still my dues right now. Yeah. So, uh, but my goals for 2022 is to get. I want to get out of the state for sure. Um, just get my name out there. And honestly, just continue learning, continue learning and picking up from from every each ref I work with and taking advice and criticism from anybody that has some to offer. Um, I just want to continue honing my craft and um, just get my name out and get some traveling under my belt and just check out other promotions. Well, we have you knocked down for three promotions. Uh, Do you see a difference in between those promotions themselves about how you have to call a match or anything like that oh definitely um there was one other promotion i actually worked for just recently and i don't want to say i'm not going to say the names for it or anything but um it was it was not good it was so unorganized and um i just don't have really anything good to say about it so i don't i'm not going to speak on it too much so but i i definitely see a difference um in organizations a lot of especially if you know, this one, they didn't even have a match card ready to go. I didn't know who was coming out. I didn't know what kind of matches were going on. So it made my job really a lot more difficult than it should have been. Um, 
but for the most part, yeah, if everything's set out um, and the promoters are, are, are nice and everything, um, it, it definitely helps. But there, there's a difference. I mean, you can see a difference in um, just the, the professionalism of, of the organizations, you know. How about, uh, and it's no disrespect, but how about the fans, too, from, we're not saying names, but from X to Y. Can you see a difference in the way the fans treat the referees and the way the talent treats the referees? So definitely a big deal. It's a big difference on how the talent treats the referees. You know, fans, um, man, especially our local fans. Man, our local fans here are, I can't say enough about them. They're freaking awesome. I mean, they are engaged and they love their wrestling. Um, the other promotions, um, they're great fans. I'll, and I appreciate them. Thank you, everybody. Continue coming. Um, I let the fans, we do it for the fans. You know, the fans are awesome. Um, but there's, there's a difference. We can see, we can see the difference when the heat starts coming. I can feel it anyways. Um, but, and the talent, you know, um, our local promotion, I keep going back to our local promotion. That's that's because it's, I have the most experience with them. Um, but our locker room is just one big family. And I mean, I honestly say it is one big family. We treat each other like brothers and sisters and family, and we respect each other no matter what, whether you're mad at each other or not, you know? Um, so that, that just helps. And it's so, so great to be around good people, you know, that, that'll have the same common interest and want to help each other grow, you know, when we're not, um, we're not out for each other. You're not out, not out for each other's jobs and no jealousy and stuff. So I love the fact that um, it's, it's one big family. You know, that's, that's what I love about it the most. That that's what I like hearing. I don't like hearing and we've had wrestlers on for the spotlight as well. And they'll be open and candid and they're saying, well, sometimes, you know, there's lots of drama in the back room, this, that, and the other thing. You have to leave the drama at the door, man, because between the lighting guy to the janitor to the refs to you know the owners the talent you're there for one reason you're you're there to take us marks um away for two to three hours and you know essentially build your resume to get because everybody wants to you know i'm sure you want to get to impact aew ovw wwe one of those even travel to japan to ref a match it's understandable it'd be something you want to do you're honing your skill there that's leave the drama at the door absolutely i can't stress that enough is that your if you could change one thing to see how i transitioned right into that if you could trend uh change one thing in wrestling is, is that your big thing because there's there's some bad there's some bad mojo still around wrestling even to this day oh, yes. from you know sexually to the drama to anything what's the one that goats you the most Oh yeah, just the the drama for sure. I mean, definitely the the, the sexual stuff. But I uh, luckily I haven't encountered or seen any of that. Um, but yeah, man, just the drama. You know, um, I'm not about the drama. My my motto for my whole life, and especially the past few years, has just been treat other people the way you want to be treated. In preschool and kindergarten, they, it was the golden rule. And after the pledge of allegiance, you said the golden rule all together. And um, so that's just been instilled in me for forever. And I'm, I see these people that, in my opinion, I see a lot of just jealousy. And, and that's the only thing I can think of it being is jealousy. I don't know what else it could be unless they just have some deep internal problems with themselves or something. Um, and that could be the case. But, you know, share that spotlight, man. Help each other out. Be 
treat people like you'd want to be treated, you know, talk to people with respect, like you'd want to be talked to, you know, like nobody is better than anybody else, no matter who you are, where you come from, what your name is. It just, what your talent is. It just doesn't matter. You know, Amen. Keep that keep it all, keep it, take it somewhere else, you know, take it somewhere else. Cause you're not helping the cause if that's the case. No, not at all. Uh, so when you're refing and you show up to the event, how many matches are you expecting uh, per night? You know, you have three referees on the card. How does it roll out with you guys? Is it a toss of the coin who gets the main event, or does it go completely by seniority, or does Robin put everybody in a headlock until she wins, or whatever? <laughs> um, you know, we're all pretty cool about it. We all, we all, we'll just talk it over, and, you know, who wants this match, who wants this match, and we just kind of talk about it and everyone's always pretty cool. So, um, I usually, I would expect to do, you know, probably three matches at, at most usually. Um, just depending on what the card is, um, but probably about three matches I would say. And our, our he uh, head referee, Mike Lenoy, he, he does do the main events here at NCWO. Um, he, he does do the main event match. Um, but going back to this other, uh, event, that I was talking about, I recently did. I was the only referee for the whole night. You were. And um, you it were. was my first time ever doing that and really hearing about it. I didn't really even know that was really a thing. Um, and I guess it is. It's a um, big thing. You get the whole and I was card. Like, Man, I was like, okay, I guess I'm the only ref. So I was the only ref. And I did, you know, like six matches that night. And uh, it, it was difficult. I'm not gonna lie to about, lie about it. You know, it was difficult. It was my first time to experience that, and but I learned a lot from it. You know, I, I I took away a lot, and I learned a lot, and it was a great, great learning experience. Yeah, the Iron Man ref is pretty awesome because essentially you you leave the ring, you go back and take a power drink of whatever, or look at the card to see what's coming up, and then you got to get back out there normally before the talent and. There's right. not much time in between. Towel right. off and, keep and then in mind, drag it. And keep in mind, there wasn't a card on at this either. Oh. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? There yeah. wasn't even a card. So I just had to, like, go with it, literally. What was your mentality for that? Just not knowing. Did it throw your, your game off for the night a little bit? It did. It really did. It did throw my game off some. Um, it, it really did. Um I just tried to keep a uh, professional calm composure and just work my job as best as I could. Okay. Uh, stupid questions again. If you could have or still can book the dream match that you want to referee, and I'm going to make you, you have to tell me who they are, where would you want to ref at, and is there going to be a stipulation? Okay. Um, man, great question. Um, I think I would like my dream match and give me flag for it all you need, all you want. Um, I would I wanna do I would like to referee John Cena and Randy Orton. Probably You're such a homer. But okay, go ahead. It's all good, man. It's <laughs> no all good. kidding. Uh, probably here in Oklahoma City in my home state. Um in a let's see falls count anywhere match 
with the caveat of retirement added to it. There Not that go. I want there either one go. of them retire because I love them both. I really do. But wouldn't that be awesome? That would you, be. That's a dream right there. That is. That's man. Yeah, that's special. That's just special. And thank you for saying. Uh, not Madison Square Garden or the Tokyo Dome or anything like that. You know, you just wanted it OKC, and I respect that. Yeah, I mean, I want it to be at my home, my home place. You know, the more the more lo- people that are local that could come see me is, you know, really what I want. I want it to be special. You know, yeah, yeah the Staples Center in LA is it's awesome. You know, that's great. Um, but it's just they're a dime. Those big places are a dime a dozen. They they really are. Speaking of a lot of people coming to see you, does your family come out? Uh, does your girlfriend, oh, yeah. by the way, happy birthday again? Um, does she come out and support you guys? Uh, well, you you because you're one person at, at all your events or you know sporadically. No, absolutely. There, uh, family and, and girlfriend is there um, every match. Every match. Girlfriend, a big wrestling fan now. Um, yeah, she. It's growing on her. It's growing on her. It's growing on her. She never, uh, she wasn't ever really into wrestling. Really, just didn't do know too much about it. Um, but she loves to watch the girls wrestle. She's not much into the heavyweight stuff, but she loves to watch the girls get into it. Nice. Uh, I don't want to throw you under the bus, so I'm not going to say tell me your favorite promotion right now. But are you watching WWE, AEW, and stuff like that, or are you just continuing to kind of hone your craft and stay with the indie circuit? Uh, a little of both. I, I do. I just sporadically watch, you know, watch the big leagues. Um, not not as all the time, but every once in a while I do. And I, I, I try to watch the pay-per-views and stuff for sure. But I, I try to just a little both, honestly. That's good. Yeah. Uh, do you pull anything? Can you watch wrestling uh, as a referee and not say, hey, man, he's in the corner for way too long or she's in the corner for way too long? Or can you enjoy it as a fan? Oh, I can still enjoy it as a fan. Good, good. Because you, and I say this all the time, you're more of a, and I know some people take it as a derogatory, and I don't mean it, mean it, but you're a bigger mark than I am. You went and got into the business. Uh, I'm sitting behind a computer, and some people are saying, Mark, you are in the business because you're doing all these, okay, cool, cool, cool. I have not taken any bumps. I haven't had Robin yell at me or do anything like that or Malik or Luke or anybody, you know, whatever. So do you think you're a bigger Mark than, you know, me? Or or are we all in the same wrestling nerd herd? No, we're all in this together, man. We're all the, yeah, we're all the same. We're all on the same bus here. Good. Good, and, and you're driving. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the lead on this one. Deal. As, hey. as the ref, as the ref, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, it's a, I'm in control. Okay. Can you look back on little six-year-old Ryan and say, holy moly, I'm here? Oh, man. No, and I say this all the time. After, after every match, almost, I, I've told my, my dad, me and my dad are pretty close, and I'm just like, man, dad, if I would have known then – what I know today or where I'd be. I was like, or, I mean, no, I just couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. And you, you said this during the interview and I want to bring it up now. You wanted to be a hero. Do you, do you think you, you are, you, have you reached that goal? Um, maybe in some people's eyes. I mean, I'm sure to some little kids, I'm, I'm a hero, you know, um, there's people watching you. I still want to keep going. 
Do what? There's people. There's little, like you just said. There's little kids watching you as you watch. You might have been watching John Cena and Randy Orton and everything when you were a little guy, but something in the back of your mind was clicking, saying, "I like this ref stuff. This is pretty cool." And you even said it's essentially a longer career too. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, you gotta respect the referees, man. And here's the thing: a lot, what a lot of people don't realize, and that I. Um, later, later, not so much when I was six and seven and, and the young lad, but really when I was, you know, 12, 13, I start to understand a little more of wrestling and what I was watching is that referee's the third man. Yeah. You know? He's there controlling the dance. No ma- I mean, if you take away the ref, there's no matches and, and the, it's not, it's just, the story isn't there. Like it, it's just not there at all. Honestly. Um, the referee is so important when it comes to that. And that's just something I think a lot of people look past. I, I agree. I agree. And I brought up two big ones. I brought up the screw job, which I don't care. Uh, I don't mean it mean. I don't care your opinion, the next person's opinion. Sure. Without that ref, there's no screw job. There's nope. no, that's a story that's never going to end. If I feel that it was Brett's fault or Sean's fault, or if Earl did it because he was paid off, there's so much that we can continue to talk about. And nobody really knows because they've all right. had contradicting stories. And the other one is The Undertaker. That's just a moment. That's a moment that uh, essentially I would have liked to be that ref too. Not that I don't like The yeah. Undertaker, but I counted his only loss at WrestleMania. That's a resume yeah. moment. Absolutely. So uh, let I, I have another question, but I want you to, because this is a major question, it's going to affect me, okay? Okay. But... Tell everybody where they can follow you on the socials. Do you have any merch? What uh, other events do you have coming up? Are you just staying local? Do you Are you going to travel anytime soon? Yeah, so um, you can catch me on Facebook. It's Referee Ryan Martin. Um, Instagram, again, Referee Ryan Martin. Um, definitely check me out those two places. Feel free to add me, and I will accept and follow you back. Um, right now I'm booked at a, um, at Majestic and another local event with NCWO and also with the Tornado Wrestling Alliance. So my next coming up event is April 30th here in McAllister, Oklahoma at the JJ Stipe Center, um, with NCWO. That's my, you can catch me there at my next event. There you go. Uh, are we going to get some maybe eight by tens or something like that in the near future? Yeah. Those are definitely coming soon. Uh, some merch is definitely coming soon. Some pictures and probably T-shirts as well. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, one of the things I like asking as well, best advice that somebody gave you behind you know, the curtain, and then what do you want to tell the next generation of Little Ryans watching you right now? Awesome, great question. So um, let's see. The best advice that was given to me – is just, you know, don't forget where you came from. No matter where you go, don't forget where you came from. And back to treating other people the way you want to be treated. You know, that uh, Mr. Richard Bedford has told us that so many times, you know. Um, don't forget where you came from, We're, you know, and just don't forget where you came from. And because uh, we all, our goal, everyone's goal in the business, hopefully, is, you know, to make it to the top. You know, that's what you want to do. And a lot of people forget where they come from. Just when they get that little bit of spotlight, boom, it's all on them. And they, they forget about everyone else or everyone else that helped them get there, essentially, or rationalize about how they got there. Um, and to the other question, um, let's see, man. 
if you want to do it, do it. If you want to do it, do it. Cause there's no thinking about it. You can do anything, especially, um, through Christ. If, if you believe it, you can do it. If you believe in yourself, man, if you believe it, 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 you can do it. I think that Walt Disney said, if you dream it, if you can dream it, you can do it. Um, so if anybody that ever wants to get into it, a bunch of little Ryan's out there, guys listening, just do it. Also with the Nike slogan, just do it. Just do it. Uh, I like that you brought up the Nike slogan because I was gonna. All right. Uh, anything I didn't ask you that you wanna you wanna spill on a little bit before I ask you the very last question? Uh, let's see. No, I think I think we're good. Go ahead and shoot. All right. So you know Can Crusher's family. Uh, my wife, my son, and myself are coming out for an NCWO event in you know approximately June when it, when events in we don't have seventy five feet of snow. Well, let me let me spot there for a minute. Um, you guys got some snow recently, right? <laughs> yeah, we we got some snow and ice. We did. Yeah, uh, enough that like. Again, this is, I've been shooting on Robin the whole time, which is great because I love her and I hope she understands that. Um, I, I didn't know that she turned into Elsa and she's now outside posing in the, I don't know, frost that you guys have compared to three feet of snow and we're still <laughs> living in Pennsylvania. Yeah, man. Uh, I did see, I did see little Elsa. I saw her little Elsa pictures. Um, those were great, Robin. They great were pictures, great. Robin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we get we get an inch, two inches of snow here, and all the supermarkets, all the Done. WalMarts, everything's gone. Everything's out of stock. The world's coming to an end. Um, people are stockpiling the toilet paper, and it's just a it's chaos for for one inch. Yeah, that's crazy. That it really, <laughs> you know, I'm 44, and you know, I, I've seen this over times, but now just reaching out to people all over and talking. I thought it was just a farce that people were like, oh, my God, we got an inch of snow. This is crazy. Oklahoma shut down with an inch of snow. And I look out the door and we're like, well, Ethan, which is my son, we got six inches. You better get out there and shovel before the other 18 come behind it in the next hour and a half. <laughs> we don't go outside and pose anymore. We're in the house from essentially December until, you know, the end of March because you can't go outside. That's it. Yeah. But all right. Back on my question, essentially, that was just a rip, rip apart Robin, and I had to get that in there. So I'm coming out around you know June ish or whatever when we can get out there. I want to know if you'll join my group. I need a group as we all go out to Dave and Buster's because I, I, I'm getting set up here. Essentially, Miss Vegas has has Robin, has Malik, has Luke. And we're all going to go to Dave and Buster's, and they just want to beat me at video games and arcade games there. Are you good wow. enough to be on my team? Can you help me out? Because I think I'm, they're setting me up. Oh, my gosh, dude. You're talking to the right guy. I am an air hockey champion. All right, good. Good. Dude, I'm telling you, we can. No, no, no. We're going to make the greatest tag team since tag teams. I'm telling you. We, we got this. Yeah, I'll, I'll join Team Mark. Good. Team Can Crushers, I got this. Yeah, Team Can Crushers, we we, we got to get rid of, you know, the, the chosen influence because all of them and then Robin are just, they're goading me way too much. I, they just, oh. little notes here and there, and I'm like, oh, man, are you kidding me? It's not right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Keep putting it in their head now until, until June. Bums. Ryan, um... 
I won't keep much longer. Thank you for stopping by. This has been great. Uh, let me tell you something on air so you can hear it, and then I'll leave you a message at the end. Thank you for continuing to mention Christ, God, how, however you keep bringing him up, because that means a lot to me, that you open up enough to speak of that. That is your personality, and that's awesome. Uh, I think we need more of it in the world. And we're not going to turn it into a big religious speech or anything, but I think we need more of it in the world. I think people really need to understand that, yeah, we're all in this together. Thank you for that. Yeah, and I don't want to turn it into a big religious thing. I try not to. I try not to speak on it as much as I can, but I have to give the man credit. You know, I have to. I have to give the credit where it's due, and um, glory to him, man. Glory to God. Yep. Thank you very much again, Ryan. And uh, all right, buddy, we'll talk again real soon. Wow, so much to take out of that interview. We even had baseball talk in there. I loved it. Guys, that was referee Ryan Martin. And you could tell that I didn't do any digging. I had no idea that the Dodgers and baseball and all of this was going to come into play. You hear Jenks and I on the weekly shows talk about baseball, video games, this, that, and the other thing. And you guys know if you follow me on social media just myself that I'm a huge baseball fan and I worked in minor league baseball that baseball is a passion as well that's so awesome so to have that link with referee Ryan Martin is unbelievable yeah the Dodgers okay uh maybe one of my favorite NL teams but true blue uh American League I'm a Tigers fan my, my dogs are named after Miguel Cabrera and Max Serger by the way yeah so yeah right what a classy young gentleman. And uh, 26 years old. Now, he was born in 95. You want to talk about an interview that actually now makes me feel old. I graduated high school when this young whippersnapper was born. So, yeah, this was a great interview. I, I love how open he was. And I love how we connected there at the end. And, guys, whatever your beliefs are, let everybody have their own beliefs. Ryan and Ari... Uh, we support the higher power. We support Jesus Christ. So, yeah, uh, we had the mass saint on. You know, guys, you know where where I stand, and it's awesome to hear somebody like Ryan talk and, and embrace the love of God for everybody. But how about some of the matches? Uh, he wants to have John Cena, Randy Orton, Oklahoma City, and then it's going to be a retirement match. False called anywhere. Retirement match. Yeah, I think I goaded him into that a little bit. So that's pretty awesome. And I'm I'm actually shocked that he took the Undertaker one, but the, the sense that he made made a lot of sense because nobody talks about that. You just talk about the loss. You don't say, oh, I'm the one that counted the Undertaker out. So, guys, again, go follow him. Support NCWL, support indie wrestling, love your AEWs and all of that, but support indie wrestling. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. <laughs>